Storytelling is marketing's oxygen. Your brand cannot survive without it. Hi, my name is Nyquia, and I am the founder of The Marketing Profit, a global digital marketing agency. I have mastered the art of storytelling and marketing strategy from the greatest storyteller of all time. Yes, girl, you got that right. I'm talking about Jesus Christ. The Scriptures, Stories, and Strategies podcast is here to help faith-based content creators create a universal community within their online business that sparks engagement, prompts actions, and generates income using lessons from the only business book you really need, your Bible. Let's begin. Hello, loves, and welcome back to the Scripture Stories and Strategies podcast. If you're new and skip past that introduction, you probably have no clue who I am. Well, I am your host, Nyquia, the founder of The Marketing Profit, which is a Christian-based SEO and content marketing agency for Christian-backed or based e-commerce brands. We help e-commerce businesses increase their global reach and visibility, website traffic, and sales through the world's largest search engines. I'm talking like Google and Pinterest. And so the purpose of this podcast is to help Christian female entrepreneurs like you infuse more of their faith and God's words within their marketing and business strategies. And I do this by taking scriptures and stories from the Bible and transforming them into applicable, I can never say that word right, applicable business strategies so that Jesus is always within your business business plans, trials, and successes as your number one business partner. So today's episode is a good one. I know I took like, what, two months off? My last episode was back in January, and I think I promised you guys like you would at least get a new podcast episode every month, and I failed, but I'm, I'm right back on track. Um, I definitely don't want my podcast to be a back burner because it just gives you a way to understand how to infuse God more within your business strategies, and we're working on our business every single day, and so I know these podcast episodes really help you guys, and so I apologize for not sticking to my word, but let's get into today's episode. So once again, today's episode is a good one. And I mean, all episodes are good ones, I must say. But this one pulls at my strings a little um, because it's something I'm currently working on and asking God on guidance on about, um, about, about. But I wanted to share what I do know about this topic and what the Bible has to say about it as well. So today we're talking about entrepreneurship and the importance of rest. Yes, I'm talking to all you female Christian entrepreneurs or male Christian entrepreneurs, if you're listening, who are working long days and long nights because you feel as though resting will stunt your growth. I feel like we work more now. I mean, I won't say we, maybe you don't, but I uh, personally, I feel like I work more on my business than when I work for somebody else's business. It's crazy. Um, But it's okay if this is you because sometimes, like I said, it's me and it's natural as entrepreneurs to want to make sure we're always growing and never failing if possible. And like for some reason, most of us assume that more work means more success and that's not the case at all times. So I want to talk today about what the Bible says about resting and overworking and how we can apply these stories and scriptures towards our lives as entrepreneurs to help Um, to help us see the importance of rest and um, why God wants us to. As always, you know, I love to start each episode off with a relevant scripture that aligns with today's um, message. And today's verse, I should say, comes from Proverbs 23, verses 4 through 5, which states, Do not toil to acquire wealth. Be discerning enough to desist. 
Oh, that is a good one. And there's more to come. Um, most of our readings today will come probably from the books of Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, whose known author is one of my favorite Bible leaders, King Solomon. So I'll be reading scriptures from the ESV Bible, and please follow along with any version you may be reading if you are in the position right now to read along. So I don't know if you noticed, but we are in a time where so many individuals are wanting to quit their jobs and become an entrepreneur. And for many of these individuals, it's for good reason. Now, I don't think everyone is cut out for entrepreneurship because some just want the benefits and not the work that comes with it. But I digress. <laughs> I wanted to really talk about this topic because we're so accustomed to seeing the success of so many entrepreneurs on social media and quickly comparing that to our path or we assume that they are working harder to get to where they are currently at and that we have to do the same thing. And so entrepreneurship can be scary. I think I read a statistic that stated that entrepreneurs are 50% more likely to report having a mental health condition. Like 50%. That's crazy to me, but I can also see and understand why as an entrepreneur myself. One of the reasons this percentage is so high is because we're overworking and we're not resting. We work long days and long nights because we think the more hours we work in a day, the more you can get done. But let me tell you from experience, girl, it's not about how long you work or how many hours you work. It's about how productive you are with the time you have. Someone can easily have three hours of work and accomplish more than someone doing the same job for eight hours but not being productive. Um, Another contributor um, that this 50% could easily be is uh, the risk factor that comes with entrepreneurship um, when it comes to your finances. You know, when you're first starting out, you don't know when your next paycheck is coming in. You're not on somebody's payroll. You have to personally work harder to see success than working for a company where there may be somebody above you to take over the risk so you don't have to. And so entrepreneurship is a step out of your comfort zone when becoming an entrepreneur. And we feel like we have to be a part of this hustle culture in order to see any success. You know, workaholics are addicted to their work and much the same way an alcoholic is addicted to alcohol. Such a person rarely rests. Like they're they're constantly worried about the next sale, the next business matter, the next campaign, the next ad they should run, um, their social media presence or tasks to complete to see any tangible results, which for some people is money. So do you see how overworking can easily become an idol, which God warns us about? Um, which is idolatry. So what I'm saying is that uh, overworking can lead easily to sinful self-reliance, discontent, and misplaced priorities. And if a business takes up so much energy that it distracts you from your relationship with Jesus Christ, then it could be considered idolatry. So this was me when I first started my business. Small things like checking my email for new business inquiries before I even talked to God in the morning was a sign that I placed my business before him. And we should view our entrepreneurship journey as an opportunity to advance the kingdom of God through our talent, through our spiritual gifts, and through our finances. We should be um, uh, we should be strategic in our approach and seek to lead a balanced life when it comes to running our businesses. So I have a confession. I am a hard worker, and I used to pride myself on that. I cannot tell you how much I used to pride myself on that. But... What I realized not too long ago is that, one, I was working harder and not smarter. And two, I was working harder, 
but seeing little to no return, which made me start to question why I'm overworking myself if more work doesn't mean more success. So this once again falls into productivity and even, even organization, but let's see what the Bible says about resting and about overworking. So let's bring back that scripture from Proverbs that I mentioned earlier. So Proverbs 23 verses 4 through 5 states, Do not toil to acquire wealth. Be discerning enough to desist. So let me break this down even more. So to toil is another word basically is to struggle. And to desist is to refrain from doing something. So putting that back into the scripture, we are basically being warned about not working so much just to get rich. And we should be discerning enough to refrain from overworking just to have the goal of being rich. So, I mean, think about it. How many get-rich-quick schemes do you know of right now? How many entrepreneurs focus on the financial success of their business and not the purpose of what their business is to do for their customers, or they focus on the amount of followers? It seems like for so many entrepreneurs, money is the end goal that becomes, and that becomes dangerous territory. And um, doing dull labor can make three critical errors, okay? One, you end up overworking yourself. Two, your only goal becomes wealth and um three you begin to ignore the reality that riches can disappear with a snap of god fingers if you wanted to i mean think of the story of job now do you know that rest is one of god's blessings take a look at psalm 127 verse 2 right it states it is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest eating the bread of anxious toil for he gives to his beloved sleep. So God is telling us that sleep is wonderful. It's a gift from God. Even God, the creator of this universe, rested on the seventh day. God desires rest for us because it does not come naturally to us. If you think about it, right? So to rest, we have to trust that God will take care of things for us. We have to trust that if we take a day off, the world will not stop turning on its axes. So this was something I still struggle with to this day. I don't actually have a rest day. And, and so I'm embarrassed to say that. But um, um, but when I do nothing for a day, I feel horrible. I automatically think of things I could have done, how far I could have been on one project, how far behind I'll be tomorrow, how other business owners in my space actually work today and, and, and all I did was rest. And I swear it gets to me and I have to remember the importance of rest myself all the time. From the beginning, um, and I'm referring to Genesis chapter 3, um, when we decided that we would start making all decisions, mankind has become more tense and less able to relax. So it was disobedience in the garden that started this problem. But obedience now will bring the rest that God so desires for us. And so if one of the um, if one of the definitions of relax, right, is to become less firm, then relaxing our grip on our own lives, our careers, our families, etc., and giving them over to God in faith is the best way to relax. Tired bodies, guys. So tired bodies are given the chance to revive during rest. Dreams, um, dreams during sleep integrate the day's events into our mind, and sleeps, you know, puts us in the hands of God. Um, whoever, you know, whoever sleeps. Oh, who, I mean, sorry, who never sleeps. Um, I'm just going to take a sip of my coffee real quick because it's staring me in the face and it's so good. Mm. Um, so, you know, what do those who struggle to acquire wealth get in the way of sleep? 
well, not enough sleep. So once you start replacing sleep for work, you can start be, um, you know, you can start to become strangers to your families and, and, you know, you're tempted to work every single day, which in turn just turns your entrepreneurship journey into slavery. I mean, just think about it. How many of you guys want at least once in your entrepreneurship journey felt like a slave? Do you know what happens when your body doesn't rest as in you don't get enough sleep? I'll tell you. I, I researched it, right? I'll tell you the top 10 things that happen when your body doesn't get the amount of sleep it needs to revive itself. So one, you become sick because losing sleep can actually impair your body's ability to fight off illness. Something else that happens is that your heart health suffers. Um, Your risk of cancer increases. Uh, You can't think straight. So like your brain starts function, uh, your brain functions, including memory, decision making, reasoning and problem solving and get worse. Along with your reaction time and alertness, they're all affected with less sleep or no rest. Your libido diminishes. You can gain weight. Your risk of diabetes increases. You're three times more likely to be involved in a car accident. And your skin suffers. And honestly, I'm pretty sure there's are, there's more critical factors that affect your overall health and body when it comes to getting no rest. But those are a few. Now, it's only right that I also state that even when overwork is done for godly reasons rather than worldly, it is still destructive in many ways. So that is why Jethro said to Moses, when he saw Moses overworking in God's service, I'm referring to um, Exodus chapter 18, by the way, 13 through 24. Um, but one of the verses in that chapter says, when Jethro was saying to Moses, what are you, what are you doing is not good. I'm sorry, what you are doing is not good. And once again, that can be found in Exodus 18, 13 through 24. And so basically Moses thought he was doing the will of God by sitting as a judge and hearing the people's cases, right? So however, Jethro, which was his father-in-law, by the way, rightly recognized that this was not a job for one man to handle alone. So eventually Moses would burn out and the people would be left unsatisfied. So to avoid burnout... Moses had to accept that not every need was meant to be filled by him alone. So God charged Moses with leadership, right? Not with performing every duty. So Jethro advised Moses to delegate the task of judging the nation to other trustworthy men. That way the people were provided justice. Others had an opportunity to participate in God's plan and Moses's need for personal care was met. So this is also why it's so important to have a team when you financially can or you have the scale to do so. Because entrepreneurship, it may start off as a solo journey, but you cannot do this all alone. Because then you start taking on the stresses of roles and responsibilities that can easily be outsourced to people who are, you know, blessed in certain areas that you are not. So overworking and not resting is also the cause of so many burnouts you see nowadays, especially on social media. I used to see so many entrepreneurs in my space have to come on social media and say they're taking breaks for their mental health or they're stopping their business because it's too stressful and they're working more than when they work for someone else at a full-time job. Burnout is often the result of self-reliance. Let's be real. The self-reliant take upon themselves 
of like the role of the savior rather than trusting God to accomplish his own will. They begin to see every need as their call rather than asking, you know, for God's wisdom and direction. Now, what I do want to note is that the Bible states that work is part of the human calling. And scripture that supports this comes from Genesis chapter 1 verse 28, chapter 2 verse 15, also in Colossians chapter 3 verse 23, and then in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 10. However, hear me out. Nowhere in the Bible does God equate our acceptability or our identity with our work. And nowhere does God command or condone working so hard that we become burned out. Oh, excuse me. Rather, our work is to be energized by him. Like I mentioned before, God demonstrated the importance of rest on the seventh day of creation and with the Sabbath commands. And that's in Genesis chapter 2 verses 2 through 3, Exodus chapter 20 verses 8 through 11, and Mark chapter 2 verse 27. So... After one particularly busy time, right, Jesus um, invited his disciples away from the crowds for a time of rest. This is in Mark chapter 6, verse 31. Jesus said to come to him with our burdens and take his yoke instead. He also gave us the Holy Spirit who can give us discernment and what tasks to say yes to and what tasks to say no to. Oh my gosh, this is so important. When you can learn to say no in your business as an entrepreneur, I promise you it makes a huge difference. Um, I'm taking another sip of my coffee. <laughs> mm. Oh my gosh, I love a good vanilla latte. <laughs> Anyways, um, but so you're probably asking, you know, what does relying on Jesus look like practically and realistically as an entrepreneur? Okay, so... Now, honestly, it will be different for each entrepreneur. For some, it will mean examining their own hearts and removing the idols of self-reliance. For others, it'll be challenging like their trust in God by learning to say no. So personally, I struggled with this when I first started my business. And some of my friends in entrepreneurship struggle to this day where we take on, I don't do this anymore, but um, in my circle, like I have friends who take on clients who don't align with our vision and we take them on just for money because we're afraid of if we don't take them, you know, we're going to be in a financial burden. And so for some, it will mean consulting with God before saying yes to a client. This is why I have a process before accepting clients. This is also why um, during the application process, I always have to do a Zoom call with you like 15 to 20 minutes because I have to understand one, if I'm the right fit for your business, but I also want to make sure that you're the right fit for me. I also want to make sure that this work relationship is going to work. I don't care how much money you're paying me. If I, if I, I need to discern your spirit and if I just don't think I'm a right fit for you, I'll let you know and I'll give you the reason why. Um, and I learned to basically say no to some clients and it's been some of the best things I've ever done. Yes, I lost out on financial success, but you know what? About a couple of days later or a couple of weeks later, I had clients who were my dream clients that came and I actually had a room to serve them because I didn't take on clients that didn't serve me. And so for others, it will mean being more intentional about self-care. And so self-care implies not only caring for one's body as the temple of the Holy Spirit by um, but it can also be, you know, mean getting proper exercise, getting proper sleep, getting proper nutrition, 
It also means taking time to laugh, like engage in hobbies that you love, be with your friends, be alone, like, or go for a hike, soak in a bath, read a book, you know, journal. So like in essence, to actually enjoy those things that God has made uh, to be life giving to you. So taking steps to rely on Jesus may have really real, you know, very real consequences. Often, you know, um, as entrepreneurs, when we first begin to set boundaries in our business, such as like those required in order to avoid the burnout, some of the people around us uh, may not respond well, or they may think you're being selfish. So like when a person is used to saying yes all the time, they may not know how to handle a no. So like employers, families, boyfriend or girlfriend, even fellow church members may not understand what you are doing or why you're saying no. And you may even suffer the loss of relationships, but you may also find yourself engaging in even richer relationships and truly enjoying the activities of life. And literally what I just said to you guys a few moments ago, that's what happened to me. I didn't lose any relationships, but me saying no to certain clients just opened the door for my dream clients. So when we are following God, we can trust that he is faithful to provide our needs. That's in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. You know, God has designed us and he knows what's best for us individually. When we rely on him, we can trust him to make our path straight. That's from Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6. Um, it takes wisdom. It takes discernment. It takes faith. Uh, it takes those three things to live within God's parameters. And um, but it but it is there that we find true life and uh, true rest. So, how can we recover from burnout? How can we recover from overworking? How can we actually see the importance and feel the importance of rest and not think about how it will will impact our business? So. We recover by entering God's rest. We avoid burnout the next time by staying in tune with God's specific direction for our lives. That means we consult him, right? Um, We consult him about our schedules. We take time to care for ourselves and we learn to depend on his strengths to carry out our duties. Our identity is not drawn from the tasks we accomplish, but from our relationship with Jesus. We do the work he calls us to, and we do it with all of our hearts, but we do not go beyond the limits he has set. We accept help from others because God has called us to community. We accept his rest because it is the gracious gift of loving, of a loving and wise father. So God is more interested in our relationship with him than he is in our work. And that's in Hosea chapter six, verse six. There is nothing spiritual, guys, about burning out for Jesus. Let me tell you, there's nothing spiritual behind that. Woo. So honestly, I'll need to replay this episode myself and listen to it because I really need to hear this again. Um, and this is the reason why I, I wanted to talk about this episode, just to educate myself and um, in scripture that supports this episode as well. And I really pray that this was a message that resonated with you as an entrepreneur. Please make sure you share this episode to a loved one who may be struggling with overworking and not getting enough rest. I'm so curious on how you take a day to rest as an entrepreneur and what supporting scripture do you read or recite when the fear of resting comes about. Comment on this podcast episode below and let me know. Please, if you found this episode helpful, rate and leave a review because it truly helps me use this podcast to reach more Christian entrepreneurs who need to hear how to infuse God more within their business. 
Well, this was actually one of the shortest episodes I've done in a while. I feel like all my episodes have been like 45 minutes to like an hour and 15 minutes. So I didn't take too much of your time. But as always, I wanted to, I want to send you off in prayer. So if you are in the, uh, if you're in an opportunity to pray along with me, go ahead or just listen to me say a prayer as like you're driving or doing something where you can't actually stop and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for carrying our burdens of stress and being a place of rest. Lord, the constant struggles and demands of entrepreneurship feel intense some days. We're weary and worn. We feel exhausted and discouraged. There never seem to be enough hours in the day to get everything done that we need to get completed. Excuse me. And it's just hard to keep going in the face of defeat and discouragement. Please help us to remember that you are there close and you promise to never leave us thank you that you are our refuge and our strength and ever-present help and trouble help us to trust you more to stop wasting so much time just spinning our wheel our wheels distracted and worried or wrestling in our own strength forgive us lord for the times we failed to lift our eyes first to you for the days we've forgotten to even come before you fill us with the power of your holy spirit today with your strength your peace your joy Fill us with your spiritual wisdom and discernment and the constant reminders that your presence will go with us and you will give us rest. We ask for your healing over every part of our lives, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, financially. We ask that you make us strong and resilient for the days ahead. We know that you have a great purpose for those who believe in your name, Jesus. Help us not to allow the distractions and struggles of our days wear us down to the point of exhaustion. We know that your desire is for us to live this life abundantly and free. Oh, Lord, thank you that you are greater than anything we face here in this life. And our desire is to reflect your love and light to a world that so desperately needs your hope. We know that the enemy wouldn't be fighting so hard against us if we weren't making a difference for your kingdom. He wouldn't be trying so hard to stop us if he didn't think you had so much good still in store. Remind us that all momentary troubles and every single battle belongs to you. We believe that whatever we're up against can be taken down in one fell swoop by your mighty hand. Thank you for the victories in our lives that have no explanation except God did this. Oh, I hear that. We give you the glory and honor for all that you're doing every day, even in the times we can't see it all. We fully understand your ways. Help us keep our eyes on you and off our circumstances. Help us to see when another soul around us needs to be encouraged too. May we be faithful to carry one another's burdens, remembering that we're all in this life journey together and there's great power and unity and community. We love you, Lord, and we need you today. We are reminded of our weakness, but we know that in you we are strong. We lift up our hearts and hands to worship you. Thank you for your great love and care. Thank you that you surround us like a shield. We choose to find rest in you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. God bless. Jesus loves you and have a great day. And I'll see you or you'll hear me in the next episode. Bye, guys. Do you feel that? That heat? That fuel? 
girl. That's that faith fuel. And I pray you use the fuel and lessons learned today in this episode and apply them to your personal life and business journey. Feel free to screenshot this episode and share a business lesson you learned and will now be incorporating in your business. Don't forget to tag me, okay, at The Marketing Profit so I'm notified and we can talk more about how you're going to apply those lessons to your business strategy in the DMs. It would also mean so much to me to reach all the faith-based entrepreneurs who want to infuse God within their business journey. But in order to do that, I need your help to get the word out. I would love if you'd comment, rate, and subscribe to this podcast in order to help me reach those girls and share these biblical business strategies. Let them know what they're missing. Okay, don't tell them I can turn water into wine, but let them know I can turn scriptures and stories into applicable and action-packed business strategies. Thank you so much, Faith Field friend, and I will talk to you in my next episode. Have a blessed day.